Hi, this is Amita Switlow at the QSO VSO office. And Jean Maloney's just come back from Ethiopia. Jean, you were there for uh, a very special assignment uh, recently. It was called Monitoring and Evaluation. How long were you there? I was just there for for uh, six weeks, went uh, middle of February, came back uh, just uh, the end of March, beginning of April, and um, I was based in Addis Ababa, which is the capital, um, and working out of the VSO office in uh, in Addis with, uh, with the uh, education program staff. Okay. So your your uh, connection to QSO VSO is actually a long one because you you traveled and worked with us in PNG mm -hmm. with your husband uh, Dwight yes who owns by the way the travel bug yes. shop on <laughs> and what street it's on Fourth West Broadway on West Broadway that's it <laughs> so um, that's a really great when I went there I thought. Boy, there's stuff here from all over the world. So, uh, you were in PNG. What were you and Dwight doing in PNG? Um, not to date myself, but it was 30 years ago, and um, I was uh, teaching English at the provincial high school, and uh, Dwight was working as a business advisor uh, with. Uh, can't even remember the name of the office, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, so long ago. Uh, so it was a two-year assignment in, in Papua New Guinea. Uh, as I said, I was teaching, teaching English at, at the high school. Dwight did a lot of traveling um, in, in um, Western Province mainly, where we were located, for his job helping to set up um, and support small business trade stores, crocodile farms. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now those, that's the, it's, um, PNG got its independence around just before you went there. Right? Uh, you know the the history is is uh, fading in my in my yeah, memory. I think it's in it, the 70s. It, it, it wasn't too long before that, and yeah. there were uh, many um, uh, uh, still many um, Australian um, expats there, and, and, and uh, yes, and uh, of course QSO and BSO which were separate organizations at that, yes. at that time. Um, uh, were they? Yeah. So many years go by. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, you end up working um, as ED of the Pacific Immigrant Society? Immigrant Resources Society. Re yeah. Immigrant Resources yes. Society. And was that um, helping immigrants that come to Canada settle? What does yes, that work? Yeah. Uh, we focus, we're, uh, we're, our organization focuses on um, immigrant women and their preschool children. Uh, oh. So specifically on women with young children, um, uh, providing English language training and settlement orientation and support um, here in, in Vancouver. Okay, so then then you retire, and here you are. You're off on a, on assignment with us again. Yes, yes. So it really shows you can do it early in your career, yes, or right. mid career, or late <laughs> career, right? Or yes. after career. Yeah. So you go and do this monitoring and evaluation project based on education. You meet Ethiopians along the way, those that work at our office mm -hmm. in uh, in Addis Ababa and people running programs, our partner organizations, and you get to travel a little bit through the country. Yes. What are your impressions of Ethiopia? 
Um, oh, so many impressions. that It, it was uh, not really on my radar before I ended up there, and that's really what it, it seemed like to me. I, I saw the posting, thought, why not? Um, literally six weeks later, I was in, in Addis Ababa. It's a beautiful country. The people, certainly the people that I met, the people that I worked with, um, uh, and, and met through my work there were so, uh, uh, su the, the staff at the office were so supportive, so professional, so welcoming. Um, it, was, it was just a, a positive experience all around for me. It's a beautiful country. I, I did get to travel quite a bit as part of my work um, and most of that was, uh, was uh, by vehicle, uh, the VSO, uh, VSO um, total land cruiser or whatever it was we were driving around in. We did a 10-day road trip and another um, couple of small trips out and it's just, uh, it's, it's a beautiful country. It's very um, much uh, subsistence farming in terms of the, the, uh, the majority of, of, the, of, of the economic activity. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, not so up on, uh, on my, uh, you know, sort of, uh, 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 you know, what their major exports, et cetera, are. Although yeah. co coffee's a big thing. Still. Coffee's a big thing in Ethiopia, coffee culture. And cotton. Uh, pardon? And cotton, too? Uh, could be. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure about cotton. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, Addis is a very a vibrant city. We here in Vancouver in North America, you know, we live in our houses. Uh, you know, we have our backyards where we have our barbecues and we meet our friends in, um, in Addis and, 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 and other, other, even some, even European countries. I mean, there's more street culture, right? Yeah. There's more cafe culture. There's people out on the streets a lot, right? And people talking uh, to yeah, strangers. Yeah, and it's just, it's just a completely different vibe. Um, uh, so I, I got to, um, you know, experience Addis and, and also also, um, you know, see the country. When I know a lot of people, when you say you've been to Ethiopia, they think right away famine, and the famine was what, 30 years ago? Um, or they know Haley Selassie, maybe, you know, he's been dead for, you know, a long, long time. And uh, it, it, it's, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's come a long way in terms of in terms of development. I was working with the education program, and and the country has really been. And we were focusing on primary education in this monitoring and evaluation um, uh, uh, project. But you know, Ethiopia has really there's really been a push by the government to increase the number, the percentage of children who are you know are accessing primary education. And among African countries, they've been a real leader in wow. in increasing the numbers. There is a downside to that, unfortunately, because there hasn't been the resources that are there's not enough resources you know. Yeah. Resources are lacking, and so while quantity has increased, quality. Has has uh, maybe suffered a bit. I mean, class sizes are huge. Teachers have, well, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, teachers have uh, very very limited resources. Um, but you know, there, um, it, it's it's just an interesting dynamic that that's happening. You know, and I'm sure there's a lot of pressure there to, you know, you want to increase the the numbers, but 
you know, do you have the capacity, capacity to, do. to do that? So they're and rushing. How do you make those kinds of decisions? You yeah, know? they're um, rushing to meet the Millennium Development Goals. Yes. Many countries yeah. are. Yeah. So this is seems to be. So for those that have not been involved in international mm -hmm. development, how would you explain monitoring and evaluation? Why do you? Why are we doing it? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's uh, really important for us to be able to demonstrate the value of our work. Uh, and that's basically what, uh, what a good monitoring and evaluation system should be able to do. Uh, to, um, and to do that fr from both a quantitative and a qualitative perspective. Um, you need the numbers, and often what donors or funders want to see is the numbers, but they also want to hear the stories, and they want to know really what difference those dollars are making. Um, so that's what monitoring evaluation is for, or that's one of the reasons it's for, is, is to demonstrate the, the value of the work. The other is obviously to um, see uh, where we can improve the work that we're doing, right? Uh, so we can celebrate our successes and the things that we're doing that are working well, and we can see where we may want to set some goals for the future. So I would say those are the two, you know, the two main main purposes: demonstrating the effectiveness and um, and and um, and improving the the work that we do. And the challenge, of course, is to develop a. a tools to to do that that will be relevant <laughs> to both um, you know to both funders and donors and to people in the field and to the and to the um, the, the, the beneficiaries right and to hear the voices of the, the beneficiaries in that so it's a it's a very very challenging area I mean you could probably take you know a master's degree in university well like, well you can right yes, you know, and monitoring and evaluation yes, it's actually very sought after <laughs> skill yeah, set yeah. right now so um, it's it was it's very um, challenging work and it's very interesting work but it's it's really critical and it, it's uh, one of the challenges about it especially for us that really want to be working with the beneficiaries and, and working um, you know doing service right is um, the challenge of time, right? Uh, you, you want to be spending your time in service, and uh, sometimes it can be um, challenging and frustrating to find the time to do the M&E stuff because it, you know, it, it may it, it takes time. It does, and uh, you have to. Um, I guess be able to see the big picture and see the value of, of doing the work. Certainly I found it very uh, exciting the work that we were doing in Ethiopia and I found that the partners that we were working with and this was uh, colleges involved in uh, in-service and pre-service training for primary school teachers um, uh, became they were very engaged, I found they were very engaged in the process they, um, they had a lot to say and I think it was a really meaningful experience for them. Having said that, I wish we would have had more time because of the time, time, the, the time that we had for the project was was challenging. But um, I think it was, you know, we were setting, looking at baseline data, so how things are today based on a, on a number of uh, markers of of qualitative and quantitative. Um, uh, Yeah, and um, 
have just lost completely. Yes, lost my train of yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? You know uh, what? When we when we're when uh, I listen to this thing about monitoring and evaluation, uh, uh, and I now I understand the value of it mm -hmm. and uh, the process of it, of mm -hmm. doing this. Sometimes um, I just uh, it sounds very technical, and it is in many ways. But the mm -hmm. quali qualitative part. Mm -hmm. So, here's my question. Okay. Are girls in Ethiopia um, uh, getting more of an education mm -hmm. or an equal opportunity to education? Yeah. Well, uh, part of the qualitative analysis was gender equality. Yes. And so uh, we looked at five uh, markers of, of gender equality, all, all the way from does the institution have a gender equity policy to, um, uh, you know, how many women and girls, how are women and girls involved in, in education. Um, certainly it's, it's challenging, um, and, uh, but I, I would say it's very much on the, on the uh, you know, f for example, when we were, we were doing our, our uh, workshops with, with the, the partners that we worked with and when we did the, the uh, the portion on on gender equality. There were some very interesting discussions about, um, uh, and, and, and it, I would say there it's very much they're very much aware of the the challenges around around gender equality, around girls uh, having more opportunities. They're working really hard to provide um, uh, uh, interventions which will support girls. Um, Mm. And, and it, it's, it's, it's an uphill struggle, you know. I mean, there are there's there's history there. There's there's economics. There's social. Uh, you know, there, there's just a, you know, it's a very complex issue. But I would say that um, those uh, administrators and teachers and students in 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 colleges really are very much aware of the issue, and they they are working hard to. Um, to support uh, girls' access, um, there's a long way to go. There's no doubt about it. So, I want to thank you for your service to this organization and to international development. Not once, but twice in your life, and hopefully more. I'm sure you. I understand you even supported our organization here in the West when we were um, uh, in recruitment and other things. I'm sure you'll tell people about that these opportunities are there for people, not only when they're starting their careers, but mid-careers and when they're ready for retirement. Right? Yeah, I, it was interesting to me in, in um, Ethiopia, because uh, I got to travel a bit and meet a lot of the volunteers and the... the, the um, Age range? Yes, yes. <laughs> was uh, big? Yeah, yeah. And I was quite um, surprised at the number of women my age who were who were uh, had made uh, one or two year commitments uh, and I think um, you know it's uh, it's a privilege for us to be able to to do this kind of work uh, and we we learn as much as we we get as much as we give if not more so yeah so uh, I would certainly encourage anybody who's who's interested in doing this work to to really pursue know, it. Yeah, go for, for sure. it. Yeah. Um, Jean, we're going to be having on June 21st um, a meetup with the uh, Ethiopian diaspora 
and uh, you'll be joining us and uh, telling us in, about your experience. And uh, say hi to Dwight for us. Oh, thanks. And uh, if you ever get to go visit the Travel Bug, it's a great store. Uh, take good care and thanks for serving with us again. Oh, thanks, Amita.